Reach for the Sky, We Are Wrestling Elitists. I am Alex Gibson, alongside my co-host, Sean Nash. How you doing today, Sean? Uh, I, was, I was looking forward to this week, but it's been a, a rough go of a week, so... Heavy, heavy week. Yeah, it's been it's been a rough one uh, to, to the point where I was telling Sean before the show, I was like, I don't even feel like giving you a, a nickname this week or, or anything like that. We'll um, we'll talk it's about it in a minute, business. but um, kind of before we jump into the obvious big news of the week, uh, please make sure you're checking out our website, wrestlingleaders.com, for our latest match reviews and articles. Um, as we're going to discuss Jay Briscoe's passing um, in just a moment, I just I posted a article just kind of talking through a little bit of my memories of him and the impact that I think that he's made on the wrestling world, despite being someone who was never on major television. Um, yeah. Please make sure you're also following us on Twitter, uh, Instagram. I've been slacking on putting out clips lately on Instagram. I, uh, I own that. I, that's going to be showing up in my performance review soon here. And we need uh, Chris to come back getting and that <laughs> crack that whip. Yeah, we need we need our we need our supervisor to uh, help us <laughs> help us feel like we're uh, we're doing stuff that we're supposed to be. Um, which once again, we want to shout out to Chris. I know he's uh, got a lot going on right now, but he's still helping manage the website, helping doing the uh, star ratings and uh, episode reviews uh, each week of Rampage and Dynamite. So uh, thank you to Chris for that. Hope to see you back here soon. Um, thank you. Before we uh, before we kind of jump into it, Sean, will you let everyone know kind of the uh, the plan for the day show? Yep, we're obviously going to start with the passing of Jay Briscoe and try and pick it up a little bit with our matches, moments, cringe, what we're looking forward to on Friday, along with some some extra hitters from the wrestling world. Yeah, yep, and so let's let's go to it. the The passing of Jay Briscoe. Uh, one half of the Briscoe brothers, um, the Sussex County Chicken Com- Company. Um, I can't remember the, their the Facebook name. Stuff. What's the other one? The the, oh, the people of Sandy um, Folk or something like that. Or yeah, I can't uh, San- Sandy Fork, Sandy Fork Chicken yeah. Farmers. Yeah, the oh. Sons of Sandy Fork. I think that's what they call themselves. That's um, awesome. You know, I think Jay is somebody who I talked about it in the article. He's one of the first people I ever saw in a non WWE show. I believe he was the the world champion when we saw him back then. Uh, so he was kind of on the the singles run at the time for ROH. But overall, I would estimate we probably saw him at least ten times, if not more, over our time. He was yeah pretty much the only shows that he wasn't at that we went to were the Evolve shows in Livonia. Um, you know, he was only thirty eight years old shocking death um you know sounds like a, a car accident where the other driver was at fault they veered into the uh, other lane of oncoming traffic and the person in the other lane happened to be jay um and at least one of his children i think potentially two of them i think um, two yeah the way it read it looks like one of them has broken legs and the other one uh has a back injury that might uh leave them paralyzed so it's it's a super serious uh, time. And this is honestly an episode that I've been dreading doing since Sean sent the uh, message in our group chat, uh, of Jay's passing, because I think it's, you know, it's one of the worst things about being a fan of pro wrestling and stand up comedy. Those are the two things that I love the most, in, you know, in terms of like hobbies or worst. things that I'm into. And, uh, they're the two things where it feels like you see a lot of, uh, a lot of your favorites die young. Obviously this death is a little bit different than, um, you know, a lot of deaths in, in, in wrestling history, um, you know, this Jay, Jay was just, it was one of those things where it's what happened, something happened while he was driving and, um, 
it's it, there, there's other things for me to say and I'm going to hold them off until the end because I just don't want to ruin us talking about him now. But I guess, Sean, what was your first thoughts and kind of, I guess, what, what would you say is kind of your favorite memory of Jay or the Briscoes in general in our time, you know, seeing them at local Ooh. shows at Mania Weekend, anything like that? Um, at first I saw it on Instagram just from a, a former, a fellow podcast as well. And I'm like, there's no way this is real, but this is also something this person wouldn't joke about. So just through the internet research, it quickly became too real and I had to send it over, but it was just like shocking. Like what there's, there's no possible explanation for how this happened this fast, this moment, but unfortunately it is the circumstances that it is. Um, I, it, the the beauty, if you could see any of it in, is just the the care and love that this man had for his family. And yeah. unfortunately, it was at least with some of his family when his final moments came, as morbid as that feels and sounds. But memories of him, um, I mean, go, that goes back all the way to the first ROH show we went to. Was it him versus um, Mike Mike Bennett? Was that for the the show you were talking about? That sounds right. I, or, or did he face um, Jay Lethal? Oh my god! Yeah, I was thinking he might have faced Lethal when we saw him the first time. That sounds more more true. Yeah, but that's uh, the whole day. I was like, he was there at that show. Like every other show that we went to, it the uh, in Dearborn was he was there. I saw him with uh, rival of the show uh, Bubba Ray Dudley in a tag match. But I even saw him. Probably my favorite memory, other than WrestleMania weekend, seeing him just completely in shock by Loki's actions, was when I went alone to Harpo's to watch GCW, and they had a scaffold match. Um, a oh, yeah. It was called an ECW, um, uh, whatever the name of that pay-per-view was, against uh, the Second Gear crew. I've never been to a GCW show at that moment, and that was everything I expected it to be. And it's just amazing seeing those people come at you just so raw, so real. And Jay was just perfect with it all. He had the perfect charisma, just everything for wrestling. And I think I've seen a couple of times he, he was ROH. I don't care. Remember if you said it on the, in the, the, the article on the website, but he was ROH. If I go back and think of anyone, it's pretty much comes down to him and, and, and Mark as well. But just the Briscoes were, what I went to go see a lot of the times in Dearborn. Yeah. And, and you talk about loyalty. I think those are two guys. Obviously there were some other things at play at one point that led to them not signing elsewhere, but they also didn't go even before that. And and I think that there probably was a chance for them to still sign elsewhere. The only reason they ever left was because at one point ROH was shut down before, before Tony bottom. So it's it speaks to kind of you know i think i to me it seems like the briscoes always prioritize their family and and having the ability to run their chicken farm be with their family most days of the week and then go wrestle and and do this thing it's awesome uh, and still make a living i think that to me like when i think about even my own you know dreams or or things that i want to do in life i think that they they kind of lived it the perfect way right like you get to you get to do all of that stuff. You get to be seen as some of the greatest talents in the world, but also like you kind of get your, your own life still. And you get, uh, you get, you get to kind of beat like where, 
you know, a lot of a lot of people don't see their families except maybe two days a week. And, and I think that the Briscoes had a chance to be around a lot more. And I I, I kept seeing a video that went uh, it went viral originally in 2020, but then you know with with this happening, uh, people kept posting it of him helping his daughter with cheer practice and like doing cheering oh, stuff. Yeah. Um, you know during COVID quarantines and. Just, uh, you know, I, I think when you when you look at where we're at in life and, and you know, Chris just having a child um, and everything like that, you just kind of think like everything people say about him, that's kind of, you know, dad, you hope to be one day. So um, totally. It's uh, in an other, industry oh, where. Oh, no, sorry. No, you go. I was just going to say the only other thing I had to add was just there's a lot of there's a lot of famous people or, or athletes or pro wrestlers who, who pass away. Um, and I don't know that there's ever been somebody who has had as universally like the re- reaction. Everybody have like just only had great things to say. Um, nobody's come out to shit on him or like kind of like try to steal the spotlight of it. Um, which just goes to show like how, how truly good of a person Jay, Jay was. Um, so sorry about cutting you off there. What were you going to say? No, no, no. I try to cut you off. Um, it's just especially to have best of both worlds in a in an industry where you kind of just hear nothing about other than fathers who weren't there or in the case of Ric Flair where when he was there he was itching to get out because he just couldn't handle it to to be such a family man and be there all the time for your family and provide yeah. in multiple ways it's, nothing more can be said um just yeah Rest in peace. Rest in rest in peace to Jay. Um, hopefully, Mark gets you know something out of this in terms of whether it's a you know. Hopefully, he's still able to continue doing whatever it is that will bring him joy. Those two were, I think, they were like barely a year apart. Like, like I, they might have been Irish twins. Um, so you know they've they've grown up together. Obviously, being um, you know a tag team for twenty years. That's a bond. Did you have a that, favorite uh, memory? Did you say your favorite memory? Uh, yeah. So I talked about it in my article. I think I think there's the, the really the two for me. They came from Mania Weekend. So um, seeing him at Russ at the was it WrestleCon WrestleCade WrestleCon right? That was WrestleCon, what it was called the Super Show. The the WrestleCon Super Show just because it was such an intimate like kind of crowd. Him and mm-hmm. his brother both seemed just as confused as to what was going on. <laughs> the rest of us. Uh, and, yeah. and then also them involving that fan then too. Remember they, they like gave, they like oh, gave yeah. him a weapon and had him hit uh low key. That was, <laughs> that was interesting. Um, that was, that was such a weird shit show of a, of a match and it had nothing to do with those two. Like they didn't cause it to be that way. There was, um, it was, it was the other two on the other side of them. Um, that was, that was good. Um, but I, I think mania weekend, the, the super card of honor show, it just, I, once again, I talked about it in the article. I think it's cool that once again, there is almost like they were rewarded for their loyalty of their, there are always ROH guys, but they still had what I believe is probably one of the biggest, you know, like kind of matches that could have had, could have happened that weekend, uh, between FTR and them. Um, the noises that the crowd was making before they even ever touched once they were both in the ring, um, Insane. just how into it everybody was. Um, you know, I, I, for me, that was, that was a moment that I'd never forget. And it, it felt that way before the obvious, you know, kind of what happened this week. I, it was already, you know, kind of something that was etched in my mind, but now I just feel all the more grateful that we were able to make it to that show because 
we were panicking thinking we weren't going to be able to see that match. We were, you know, we we're in an Uber that was going way above the speed limit for us. And, uh, Appreciate our boy you. got us there. I wish I could give that guy even in, in a bigger tip than I did Still, uh, for yeah. getting us there because we had plenty of time and uh, got to see, you know, I, I've had a chance to see some really good tag team matches in my life. Um, a couple of them belonged to FTR, uh, but that one stood out in the moment and will kind of forever be now because it's the last time I got to see the Briscoes. So uh, rest in peace, Jay. Um, you know, we hope we wish for the best for his, his daughters and their recovery uh for mark and the rest of the family and um kind of looking forward to seeing that ring of honor um kind of how they handle it with uh the titles but also with the uh the tribute show they said the first the tribute show that they filmed yesterday after dynamite they said is the first tribute to jay so okay. i'm imagining there's going to be something bigger put on it's probably some sort of like a fundraiser maybe uh, for the family. So definitely we'll keep an eye out on that. Um, yeah, but, uh, let's transition it to, uh, you know, to, to our match of the week, which featured two, uh, two other great, uh, ring of honor alumni champions. Uh, so why don't you go into it first? Yes. Brian Danielson and bandito kind of really hit it off for the, for the match. Like, or just the whole show that kind of had like a somber feel, but Nonetheless, great match. Started it off. Some some interesting um, catch wrestling from both. Uh, loved the, the pin styles that were kind of happening throughout the whole match with the the bridges into the um, what is it called when you do the surfboard? Um, oh um, yeah, I, um, I'm not gonna be able to come up with that. Yeah, I can't think of it right off the bat. But just just great, Bandito. Wonderful, always good to see him just kind of do his normal, normal stick. Even when he was about to fall out of that um, standing um, suplex, he <laughs> yeah. amazingly got him back up. That's that's a lot of strength to kind of to get that back up tight. Good for him. And it was funny, even that, it was uh, funny for me to see him struggle with, with Danielson because it feels like Danielson's not even the biggest guy we've seen him do that with. Right for less than thirty seconds, like he's yeah. gone a full minute with people. Yeah, thank just God, like, he, thank God, he didn't try to count down to a minute. He would have been, yeah. In in like less than twenty four hours, that WrestleMania weekend, we saw him carry people like over his head for two minutes straight, like just insane. But it it, it didn't even feel like a normal Danielson match. It he was able to incorporate the lucha style into it just just a little bit, just to make it that much different. But. uh Good, good to see. Love the finish of the pop of the 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 psycho knee. Uh, mm-hmm. It it was seems to be like the end of the the good run we've had of Danielson matches. We're going on to Brian Cage, so not much of a dream match, but still get glad we got to see this and hopefully more Bandito to come. Yeah, definitely want to see more Bandito. Uh, I loved that. Like, I don't even know what you would call it that he did to Danielson. The it was like a pop up. You would have thought he was going for like a pop up power bomb or a pop up. I was wondering pop, what like, but yeah. he just like he just basically threw him up and then just let him do a belly smack on the on the mat. Yeah. That was uh that was a fun move. Um yeah, like you said, seeing him kind of catch himself on that uh the 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 delayed vertical suplex. Uh Bandito is for some reason he's somebody that I was kind of taking for granted up until we saw him at Mania. I was like, "Eh, yeah, like I had seen him before. I loved him at all out. I yeah. loved him in the past." And I for some reason up until Progress. Mania, I was like, "I don't I don't think that you know, AEW needs him. And now I wish we could see him every week. I want him to get the All Atlantic title or something like that soon. 
he's just great. He's obviously super over. It's funny because obviously people are rooting for Danielson to win these matches so that we can get that 60 minute Ironman match against uh, MJF. But there was a loud chant that was for Bandito throughout. Uh, Even when he was doing his yes kicks, they turned him into C kicks. uh, And uh, just the, the crowd was loving it. So there was nothing about like this wasn't a four and a half five star match, but it was very enjoyable. Um, I'm enjoying the run that Danielson's on. Like you said, it's kind of weird to go from the, these first two to cage, but I'm sure that that match will surprise us too. Yeah. Did you feel like you noticed any kind of like ring rust from Bandito? It, it kind of seemed to me like there was points where it seemed like he was taking a little too long to set stuff up for compared to how fast he normally seems to work. May have just been yeah. a Danielson just the the two meshing together, but it seemed just a little off. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you noticed, but he had, he had athletic tape all around his neck, Yeah, which I believe he had a neck injury at PWG, but uh, conspiratorially, I actually had the thought of, <laughs> or were they pulling a, uh, an MF doom thing where it wasn't the real bandito under oh, the mask shit. this week? Because I was like, I don't know. He just didn't look, he didn't fully look like bandito. He did a lot of the same cool moves, but huh. Um, so that's, that's maybe it's they're They're going to make him the villain in that sense, but, um, definitely looking forward to seeing more of both of them. Um, and you know, I, I think that the second hour of dynamite was four to five times better than the first hour and it started off with this match. So they, yeah, uh, they really kept um, the momentum. Even the Darby match, uh, the Kushida and Darby match, it was a good oh, match. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Nothing, nothing special. I, I, it, it felt a little different from a Darby match just because it, it went long. We normally don't see a long Darby match. But it was good. Yeah, and it was nice to see him not just get like ragdolled by somebody. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice to kind of like see some some actual wrestling out of him. And, and uh, obviously, whenever Kushida's around, that's always fun. Somebody on uh, Reddit yesterday said that Kushida's character is if uh, Marty McFly came back or traveled in time just to bully people. And uh, I enjoyed that. (laughs) Um, But uh, moving on to our moment of the week, uh, Sean, what was your favorite uh, favorite moment? Uh, We we said it before we got on here. It was kind of a struggle this week to find a a moment. I mean, because the circumstances kind of, set the mold for what the show yeah. was going to end up being. Um, other than everyone kind of having the, the J armbands on, which is a nice little touch. Um, Kanosuke Takeshita's little promo in the backstage where he just ran off some Japanese. And then Renee asked, what does that mean? And he just, MJF is an asshole. It's perfect. What we all know, good to see a little lightheartedness humor out of Takeshita when we've really not gotten too much out of him because there has been a language barrier that he's working on and just doing pretty well at it. So I hope to see a little more of that and more of him around. And uh, we all, we all know MJF was an asshole, but good to hear someone else just shout it out loud. Yeah. Yeah. It was enjoyable. Um, I really like the, you know, I, a couple of weeks ago, I kind of shit on, like, I felt like they didn't change enough of the set. I feel like they've slowly like each week done a little bit more like they did have the barriers last week and this week say, yeah and they noted and then, it and I'm like, mm, speaking yeah. right to so, you uh tony is a fan uh and then <laughs> i i like the little backstage interview area like it just doesn't feel like a typical backstage wrestling interview spot so i, I enjoy that um yeah i love Takeshita. hoping to see more of him and uh hopefully he gets to have the mic or they give him somebody that can help get him more comfortable because 
that certainly is an important piece of it. And he's obviously got the wrestling piece down. So, um, my moment of the week, going back to the main event was, uh, when Darby was jumping from the outside of the ring or to the outside of the ring from the turnbuckle and Kushida somehow transitioned it into an arm bar. I watched that seven or eight times and still could not figure out how they did that. It was a great job. Like, uh, Chris might throw up when I say this, but it was a great job of the camera cuts and (laughs) they, uh, they did a really good job there. One of the few times where they where a camera cut really helped because it kind of sold the magic of it. Uh, just really thought that was a cool, cool spot. Something that was innovative, uh, and really showed kind of the danger of a Kushida because he could turn literally anything into that move somehow. Yeah. 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 Uh, like I was saying, it was just, it was a fun match to see a little bit different out of Darby and just a kind of a perfect person who's actually his size to, to go around with. That's not going to just be the slam him into the stairs and steps and rails and just amazing what Kushida can do, especially once he comes over here and works with people who are a little more familiar in our, in our world. I've kind of already forgotten that he had a WWE run or NXT run. Yeah, it really came and went and didn't seem like he was ever actually on TV. Yeah. 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 I don't even really remember him doing much, but um, moving on to our cringe of the week, Sean, talk some yeah. shit. Yeah. Last last weekend, we 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 saw some shit. Uh, the Willow Nightingale <laughs> kind of trying to take a little another page out of the Dudley's playbook with along with their attire um doing the power bomb off the sit-out power bomb on this off the stage onto some tables like they did to may young it, it did not work out well anna jay ate nothing but the concrete down there hopefully she's okay um i i really haven't looked to see if she is okay if she's been posting anything but i can't imagine you feel feel great after that it was uh it was just a bad bad scene um everyone obviously you kind of went in and, and on about that the whole weekend of is it safe? Is it unsafe? Uh, shame on them. Shame on her. It was just a bad spot. Um, unfortunately, it just wasn't probably done right. Hopefully they don't do it again, but uh, just kind of work on that and be safer. Yeah. You shouldn't do spots that you aren't confident you can hit. And yeah. uh, I don't understand it. To me, there's a, there's a question as to why there's only one table set up. I don't understand how they thought that that was a safe spot to do with one table. you right. Um, very weird. Uh, it, you guys had texted about it before I saw it. And then I finally did and was just in shock at how bad, like I was like, oh, maybe she slipped or, or even, you know, cause if you go back to the, uh, Danielson Bandito, uh, match when Bandito was doing that top rope, uh, the back, that kind of like backflip, uh, slam, yeah. they landed yeah. a little awkward there. Uh, Mm -hmm. but it it was still fine. I was expecting something a little bit like that, where it was like, just, they kind of, it wasn't perfect. Right. This was, they almost managed to do every part of this spot wrong. Uh, and the fact that the fact that Anna J was able to, you know, move after this was kind of quite frankly, incredible to me because that was just not a great spot. I think Willow Nightingale is a good wrestler. I think the problem is when you're doing hardcore matches, you know, you need to be, like I said, you need to be confident that you can pull off the spots that are dangerous mm-hmm. and, um, they just, they just didn't do it there. And hopefully, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, um, 
Hopefully they'll take better precaution in the future. It makes sense as to why they use crash pads in other spots sometimes, right? Like, cause that way maybe it doesn't look as cool on TV, but at least you're not slamming somebody. I don't know how Anna Jay didn't smack her head on the back of the concrete. I know. Like cause it didn't even seem like a thud. It was just like, it was just like straight slam and like no movement, no, no give, no nothing. There was like, Oh, she's good, good on her. For take, take, she, that's, that's somebody knowing how to take a bump. You know, so as much as we could sit here and say that there was a flaw in the execution, her taking that that bump was about as safe as you could do. So hopefully yeah. she's okay. I haven't heard any updates either. My cringe of the week, it's this it goes along with this whole Vince McMahon is back uh and selling the WWE. Uh it's the fact that wrestling fans I I'm sure this exists in every fandom, every like culture or whatever. They are so certain that they're smart and then um, they make the mistake of opening their mouths and proving that they're not. Um, (laughs) And, you know, I've been a part of so I've been a part of mergers and acquisitions. I've been a part of um, funding rounds. Um, I don't claim to be an expert in all of those things, but some of the things that I've read people saying and just the way that they think this works and them not understanding what like due diligence is, them not understanding why somebody would buy the WWE. I saw somebody arguing that it makes no sense for anyone who's not a media company to buy WWE, which is just a stupid assessment. Um, You know, like there's all these people that just have all of these opinions, which once again, I, whenever I like rail on wrestling journalists or people with a podcast, I understand there's a bit of hypocrisy right there when I say that, because what are we doing? We're talking on a podcast, speculating on things. Here we but are. I'm not confidently like putting out my belief on like how much, like the value of X, Y, Z or mm-hmm. um, why this or this does or doesn't work. Once again, people just don't understand what, like what it means to go through a merger and acquisition. And that it, it really shows at times when people are debating, there was one person who was saying, um, I think this is actually what made me write this down in my notes as, all right, this is my cringe of the week. Uh, there was somebody who was just super, super confident in saying that Vince's ego wouldn't allow him to sell to the Khan family. Uh, so he would take less money to sell a WWE elsewhere, um, which is just like, it, it made me turn off my, like I want to just turn off my computer for the day and just not read anything else. Um, Do not learn anything of the man. <laughs> there's yeah, there's so much wrong with that. First of all, the guy's willing to sell it to, uh, you know, Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabian uh, investment fund, um, because they're likely going to be one of the highest bidders. He also they're a publicly traded company, so your obligation is to get the most value for your shareholders. Mm-hmm. And third, he doesn't care. He cares, like you know, what I mean, like. <laughs> He, he, like, that's just, it's stupid. There's, there's a lot of things where you could say like, oh, you don't, you know, we don't know Vince personally. Maybe this is wrong. Vince doesn't give a fuck. He's gonna, he, he wants to sell WWE for the most money that they can get. There would be zero chance that this would, this would sell for cheaper just because Vince doesn't want the Khan family to own WWE. Uh, yeah. Because it, at the end of the day, if anything, I think he would be able to trust the Khan family, which I don't, once again, I don't think that this would play a part in it, but he would actually be able to trust the Khan family to keep the legacy of WWE alive. Tony Khan is a fucking bigger wrestling nerd than all three of us combined. And has a bigger checkbook too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so 
it's just it's goofy when people just confidently put out uh, takes like that. So that was my cringe of the week. Dumb, Bonus yeah. cringe for me though is the fact that I uh, forgot to turn on my proper mic last week, so it sounded like I was mm-hmm. recording the episode on a potato. I apologize that for everybody. Um, happily back this week, I think, uh, to my normal microphone. So hopefully we're not um, experts. We don't, we don't totally know all this, but, uh, I mean, going back to your actual cringe, uh, 2020 came, everyone got a Robin hood account and became top level executives. <laughs> like they, we all, that's the, the human problem is we, we think we're smarter than we actually are. And some people are just dumb enough to, to post it on online and, and call it fact. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I made a couple of bucks just... off of uh, GameStop, and now I'm uh, now I'm Bernie Madoff. You know, right? <laughs> um, well, moving on to our anticipation. Uh, once again, a little bit, a little bit of synergy here. Uh, why don't you go into it, Sean? Um, I know my lady's never been, but neither is yours to a live wrestling show. Really, it's a struggle to, to watch, but to actually go, this will this will be. A sight to be seen. Uh, Friday Night SmackDown. Eh, eh, who knows how it's going to be. Too bad it's not this raw 30th anniversary or whatever is ah. going on next week. But hopefully it's still a good show. I mean, we're, we're building up to Royal Rumble, so we'll see some good things. We're in Detroit. We're going to spend the night there. Love everything about that. Um, hopefully it's a good show. I think I saw that there's like a, a tag match between the banger bros or whatever the hell they're called not the um, greatest name who know there was no due diligence there and um the viking raiders or whatever they're called now um so there's that hopefully roman reigns and the bloodline and i Sammy, think there's a uh, i think, I think there's a contract signing for the, oh yeah uh, the royal rumble match um yep, yep. Did, remember remember the uh the women's uh stable that was created uh it was like the the submission sorority or something like it was like something years ago where it way it was potentially worse oh. than um than the banger bros it was like <laughs> it was something oh where gosh. like people like Creepy. i think i think they immediately changed it because people are like this is legitimately already a porn site <laughs> i'm i'm gonna quickly google this on the fly because i need to know now probably yeah, go ahead and uh, get into yeah. a, a bad website go ahead and, uh, cut cut into whatever i'm saying once you find it um but uh yeah I, i'm super excited i smackdown's a more fun show to go to than than raw just because it is a friday uh it's two hours versus three and typically it's just kind of a better show anyways but i do wish it was the 30th anniversary i saw that the rock is um he just got new merch on the wwe shop so now i feel even more likely like he's going to show up at uh, the 30th anniversary i'm pumped for it Sucks that it's during dry January. Um, so I hope that uh, hope that at least you'll be you'll be in in full Sean mode at a wrestling show. Uh, Might have to, to at, least, at least let the girls see what it what I it mean, can be like. If no one's gonna help me finish that pineapple margarita pitcher, got to get into brie mode, baby. Um, so yes, uh, it was Charlotte, Becky Lynch, and Paige when 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 everyone came up to the main roster and they chose teams. It was the submission sorority. That's a uh, uh, adult website's uh, little offset. If you, if you don't know, I guess uh, from from sources. Not if to, they would like to, um, yeah. If they would like to sponsor us, we'd be happy to um, push your website and tie it into wrestling once again. Um, show. 
Yeah, and I'm excited for some tacos beforehand. Uh, so if you will be at the show, come see us at Bakersfield. Um, we will be there. Sign and sign autographs. Yeah, sign, sign and autographs. Yeah, doing everything we can. So hopefully you're signing um, our check to yes for a free meal. <laughs> yes. So uh, looking forward to it. Um, just a couple of other things, and then uh, kind of moving forward. So obviously that thing with the rock is is potentially happening but then mm-hmm. cody has announced that he is in the royal rumble um you know there's some people who are against it him announcing it beforehand because it could have been a good surprise some people yeah. that are for it my thought is it was obvious that he was coming back anyways it doesn't matter uh yeah. and also i think it's probably good for cody's ego that he can't always be making surprise returns <laughs> i think he made about 15 in his time in AEW. that's um, true and you know, you got to build anticipation. I'm, I'm okay with it. I think if you were having, I don't even know who it'd be like, if it was like, if he'd gotten that same injury two or three months ago, and this was a Cena level, like, how did you get back this quickly? Yeah. Then, then yes, I get it. Or, or when edge came back a few years ago, yes, that made sense. Um, but I, I'm okay with, with announcing, with announcing it before. Did you have any thoughts on it? No, yeah, well, I remember Chris sending this text earlier now. Um I if you weren't going to do the video packages any sooner, it it made no sense. It just this is probably more to build him up for WrestleMania than it is to get him ready for the Royal Rumble. It's you got to get his name back out there. There's been kind of a little little too much downtime on the the Cody Rhodes name in uh WWE since his return or yeah, his return at Mania. People like to complain about anything. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I put this in, it's because I actually really enjoyed the match with, uh, Braun, uh, after you had sent that, uh, clip to us, the one, do you yeah, think Walter has a chance to be a, uh, a future WWE champion, whether it's universal champion or, or whatnot? Do you think, uh, the other one. assuming, assuming triple H stays in charge? Cause we know that, uh, we know that Vince hates him. Yeah. <laughs> Big old baby. Um, I would love to see it. I, I think he'd be perfect. I mean, look at the run that he had with the NXT UK title, the the progress title. I mean, he, he's got such a presence about him, kind of like um, Jay Briscoe did. He's just like that perfect, perfect presence for wrestling. The, and the, the sweetheart the of a stat- guy. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, the stature, everything would just be perfect and uh, something that they really haven't done in quite a while. Like I can't remember like the last like just giant that they've had as the the, the front man champion. Like Yeah, and I just he, back in the day. There's something just about him where he doesn't even have to have like a typical finisher, you know, I mean he can finish a match with a chop, with a um power bomb, with really anything and it works, a lariat and he, there's nothing spectacular about what he does he just does everything well um with power he can have just a fucking beef slam of a match with somebody like braun like i've i can count on one finger the amount of braun Strowman matches i've enjoyed and it was his with him you know it was just they did a good job um i think that i think that walter deserves a run at some point and he's somebody that would be a believable person to dethrone a Roman. I'm not saying that he needs to be the one, but you know, there's a reason he keeps getting long dominating title runs wherever he goes mm-hmm. and they need to consider, you know, really building him up for that opportunity because he is a, a very, very good wrestler. And he's, I know there, you know, one of the other podcasts we listened to, um, 
some people on this conversation's number one wrestling podcast on Spotify this year. Uh, <laughs> they uh, they they were unhappy about uh, when when Walter got in really good shape because they thought that he lost a little bit of his look. But I think he's more menacing now. I think he just he's more intimate. I, like I get I get their their angle on it, but I actually really think that like the way that he's toned up, he like just he just looks like a star to me now. And mm-hmm. I, I really have enjoyed his run. Um, and I'm glad that we got to see him back when we went to that progress show uh, years ago. Yeah. Because it's uh he's just so good he, I, i'm um, actually hoping that they have imperium shirts at the show uh tomorrow i saw him in another great match at uh defy as well when i think when they were doing that whole progress uh evolve mashup um he would be the perfect person to eventually take it off like cody rhodes you know just to have a, a classic world war ii rematch and let's let's do it <laughs> yeah oh god uh cody um, uh, one other WWE note, um, God, I don't even want to talk about this. Uh, we don't have to talk Vince about McMahon, it. Yeah, well, let's, let's say it. Vince McMahon settled out of court on a rape charge. Um, just, uh, man, this is where I'm annoyed that we're going to the show tomorrow, to be honest, but we already spent yeah. money. So let's just, this is, and it's where I hope that they sell quickly. Um, so that Vince can go away for good and. It's just yeah. shitty. So the uh, news that breaks out a, on a week that you didn't think there could be any more just annoying, awful news. Yeah. Yeah. You, you hear how great of a person somebody is. And then you see the another version of that with, with Vince. Um, yeah. And I, I do want to kind of head into kind of touching back on what we started with, uh, you know, talking about the, the Jay Briscoe uh, death, um, you know, they, after the show, Yesterday, they filmed a tribute show that's going to be going on Honor Club, and I believe YouTube as well, both for free, uh, as well as Fight TV for international fans. Um, it was interesting because I thought for sure they would start the show with a you know 10-bell salute, uh, mm-hmm. some sort of acknowledgement. I will be honest, I was not listening to the commentary for the first part of the show, so maybe they announced they said something and I missed it. And I like did not the first hear- five minutes of the match, like it took them like five minutes into the match to finally... No, okay, because I was gonna say I didn't hear like I heard you know it's Wednesday you know what that means and I'm just kind of talking, um and I and then kind of tuned out the the announcers for a bit so I was disappointed I didn't know if it was anything to do with Warner Brothers Discovery like and the rumors that they didn't want the Briscoes on TV in the first place mm-hmm. um, it seems to be people are saying that I I there's a there's a part of me that just doesn't want to believe it. Because, you know, look, I get it. I get, I get that there's some stuff that Jay had said years ago, but I feel like he did a good job apologizing for it. Never backing, never like, never like making excuses for it. And everybody, you know, the type of the people that would be upset by the things that he had said, uh, were people that were tweeting really great things about him this week after the news of his passing. So it tells me that they, they think he was a good person too. Um, so with that said, if the rumors are true that, you know, Warner Brothers Discovery blocked AEW from, you know, doing any sort of true acknowledgement of him on television, uh, which it would make sense as that's why there wasn't anything. Um, I would just say sh- kind of shame on them, shame on both Warner Brothers and Discovery and shame on Tony. Um, 
you know, I obviously I don't know how much Tony would have gone to, went to bat for that. Maybe he fought it and he was like, I know I'm in a we're in a contract year. I can't be uh I can't be burning a bridge here. But sure. Oh man, I, I just feel like you know, I, I I liken it to the fact that Warner how many how many Patrick Kane uh hockey games show on TBS TNT a year. Um Oof. how many other athletes that just have way shittier pass of of actions uh or things that they've said uh are are shown um and then you know a guy dies um somebody who once again uh, everybody who knows him seems to only have great things to say about him and you can't even allow a uh, a graphic on television or some sort of a a true uh in memoriam for him it just seems odd uh you know i I just think from a leadership standpoint, it almost feels like there's somebody in Warner that like has like a personal vendetta against the Briscoes. If this is all true. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's just, it's so hypocritical to, to have zero Briscoe image on the TV when then the next show that starts is plastered with Dana White's face after big videos just came out of him doing exactly what that show is about slapping his wife in public and like he can only imagine what happens at home and not in public on that just it was all awful yeah something tells me that wasn't the first time in 30 years that that's happened yeah yeah totally uh it's just uh hypocritical um and you know that's just how people are going to be when it was certain situations or um issues and topics and that's unfortunately the way this kind of rolled out and shame on them and, uh, and boo that that wasn't cool. Yeah. Yeah. Not cool. Um, but I'm glad that they did do the ROH tribute show. There's a part of me that maybe thought that, you know, because he was so ingrained in ROH, maybe there's a chance that they were really just like, you know, it doesn't make sense to honor him with AEW. I just wish they would have given him a little bit more of a comment, like something on commentary. Uh, but you know, just to kind of wrap up the J stuff on my end, like he's, he's forever going to be ingrained in, in my memories of wrestling, um, you know, and there's not going to ever be anybody quite like the Briscoe brothers. Um, them boys are, uh, just, they're special, special too. And, uh, just really wishing the best for his family and for Mark. Yeah. Do you have anything else? Oh, sorry. It was almost like perfect, uh, perfect out. Um, no, uh, just, yes. Uh, all our thoughts are with their family and hopefully everything plays out as best as it can. They were legends in the ring, uh, behind the promo camera. They have some of just the greatest, oh, yeah. uh, things that I was watching one earlier. He called Michael Elegant, a pumpkin head. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, it's so good. His, his swagger, his tone, everything was just perfect for wrestling. It truly was. Um, so we'll, we'll miss you Jay. Um, and, uh, miss you every day. excited to get to watch the, uh, the tributes that come out because, um, you just know that people are going to go all out because that's what those guys did every single time they were in the ring. They left it all out there. And I think that's what fans always appreciated out of them. Um, they didn't have to be doing the shit that they did in GCW or, really anywhere um did it for the love of the game and for uh to put on put on a great show for fans so uh that will wrap us up this week um 
Once again, thank you to everybody who's listened. Uh, please make sure you're following us on Twitter, Instagram. Um, I don't know what other social media we're on or if we even have any other ones, but please look for us on there. Maybe Audible. I know we have an Audible account. I found that recently. Um, still not on Pandora, but we that's are on Audible. Fucked. That's fucked. <laughs> uh, which is funny because that's the way that Chris listens to podcasts typically. He's had to <laughs> change his own habits because we can't get on fucking Pandora. Damn. Um, but please make sure you're checking out our website, wrestlingleadus.com for our latest match reviews, articles, uh, and just kind of summaries of things. I'm sure we'll put together something, um, talking about our experience at SmackDown live tomorrow. If you're going to be at the show, please feel free to let us know, come say hi. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe scissor us if you'd like. Uh, but that will wrap up the show for us. Rick rude. Send us home. Hit the music.